everyone, and welcome to tonight's special edition of the Draft Countdown Podcast. I'm your co-host, Brian Bosorge. As always, my co-host, Shane P. Hallam. Shane, 85 days, 23 hours, 59 minutes, 41 seconds away from the 2022 NFL Draft. But more importantly, today was the first day of practice at the 2022 Reese's Senior Bowl. And you you were there, Brian. You uh, you repping Draft Countdown well uh, there in your hometown of Mobile, Alabama. So, um you know, you, you have the recap up on the site on Draft Countdown. People want to go and read. We have the about full twenty lady. about twenty minutes ago. It was fr- hot off the presses, Shane. <laughs> hot off the presses that recap. Yeah, uh, and we ha- we have the full weigh in results as well. So if you want to look at those and what, what what guys, you know, what their heights, weights, and all that stuff is, you can check that out too. So let, let us have it, Brian. What what's uh how to go? How'd everything go for you? Uh, everything went well. First, we'll say if anybody is uh, watching live on YouTube or on Twitter at Draft Countdown, uh, send us a question in chat or Twitter. If you had a question about today's practice or want to know maybe what I thought about a player or two that you saw, uh, ask that question and we'll get to them uh, at the end of what this won't be a full episode. I don't believe we're just going to recap the first nah. day of practice, cool. but uh, you know, we'll, we will get them at the end of the episode. Um. But no, Shane, I mean, it was an active day of practice uh, for the American and the uh, national team. The uh, The national team was first up. They um, they had the Jets the Jets team out there first. Uh, they ran from like 11.30 to 1.30 today. Then the American team, led by the Lions staff, uh, ran from 2 to 4 today. Uh, they had a press conference this morning. Uh, Jim Nagy, the executive director, was essentially just emceeing this thing as he took no questions. Um I don't know if that was on purpose or just whatever, but uh, they had Kenny Pickett, the quarterback from Pitt, uh, answered some questions, and Fedarian Mathis, defense line from Alabama. Uh, the most noteworthy thing that maybe come out of that was uh, Jim Nagy was describing Kenny Pickett and kind of opened up a can of worms by saying he compared him to Joe Burrow, not necessarily on the field, Joe Burrow, but saying the way he carries himself with his teammates and his just his aura about him, you know, compared to how Joe Burrow was treated by his teammates at LSU and which continues today with your AFC champion Cincinnati Bengals. You didn't think I was not going to talk about that, did you, Shane? Uh, I don't know, maybe we could we could get around it, but you know. Um, good. Congrats. But uh Pickett kind of made headlines yesterday uh when he refused to get his hand measured. Uh, not unlike last year when Devontae Smith refused to weigh in. And that just basically just you're you're confirming the questions that everybody has, which the I believe it was Blesto had a uh a hand measurement on Kenny Pickett. It was a was it eight and a quarter, eight and a half? Eight and a quarter, yeah. Eight and a quarter inch hands, which is just tiny for a quarterback. I mean, I don't has there been a quarterback drafted like recently with hands that small not i mean i can't think of them off the top of my head there has not there has not been um but he did take some questions on that and he basically said and shane now help me out here is you're a pittsburgh resident Mm -hmm. he said that uh we really don't have to worry about his hand size because he played in the weather in pittsburgh nothing to see here let's move on yeah man i mean look it was he please he's played in negative degree weather he's played in snow so you could take that for what it's worth, um, right? The report's coming out that maybe he's doing doing some hand training for the combine to get that measurement. You know, his thumb is is a little weird, kind of, pop, kind of pokes out. You can't fold it all the way back. I don't know. We'll, we'll find out. It's probably, uh, probably a little bit too much uh, to do with that. 
for comparison's sake, I'm going to hold my hand up to the monitor here. There it is. My hands, I've measured thumb to finger there, nine inches. That is probably the bare minimum of what an NFL quarterback hand size is. I've heard nine, nine inches, nine and a quarter, whatever. I'm not slinging the rock out there. So it really doesn't matter, but I don't know. Maybe it's being overblown. Maybe it's not. I don't know. I guess we'll find out. I, I, without looking at numbers, I really don't know if his, um, um, did he fumble a lot at Pitt? I really, I really don't know. He did not. He, he wore gloves. Uh, so, you know, that, that, that was a, a question, but, um, Fumbling wasn't a major issue. Um, Fedarian Mathis um, didn't have a whole lot to say other than he talked about his versatility. Uh, He can basically play all over the defensive line, and I agree with that. You know, uh, he's athletic enough to play on the outside, and he is versatile enough to play inside as well. Um, He did have a great quote that I thought, you know, not only you can apply to football, but apply to life in general with with stuff you do. And he said – you know, why play the game if you aren't going to have fun? And you can apply that to life <laughs> in different aspects of life. I mean, why do something if you're not enjoying it, you know? But anyway, so that that, that concludes the uh, press conference portion of the day. Uh, had a nice breakfast after that and then, you know, went on out to the uh, first practice, Shane. And like I said, it was a national team practice was up first. First thing I noticed – Linebacker Terrell Bernard from Baylor, no pads, no helmet, no practice. He's done for the week. I mean, obvious, I'm, I'm, a, I'm assuming he's done for the week if he's not practicing on the first day. Yeah, I mean, that's usually the case, right? We, you know, we have got any any kind of injury usually uh, ends the week. And I know you, you ran into another injury on the field uh, today as well, unfortunately. Yeah, well, we're going to get to that, I think. And I know me and you have talked about it a lot when talking about the Senior Bowl rosters was that um, there was no center on their roster. I mean, there was only one true center in the game, period, and that was uh, Luke Fortner from Kentucky. Uh, But so I was anxious to see who would be snapping the ball for the national team, and it was Zion Johnson, who was a guard at Boston College, uh, Cole Strange, who was a guard at Chattanooga, and Luke Gattake, who was a, the starting right tackle for Central Michigan, uh, was taking snaps. But unfortunately, as you alluded to, uh, Luke Gattake, uh had a hamstring injury uh, early in practice. I was the first to report that of anybody. Thank you very much, <laughs> Tony Pauline. But uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, his week is over. Uh, they did make an announcement, Shane, that I, I know made you happy that, and mm-hmm. I don't know who he's replacing, and maybe it's Bernard. Uh, okay. Verone McKinley from Oregon, your number five safety, I believe, uh, yes. is coming in. Uh, he'll be in tomorrow for practice. Yeah, junior. Uh, so, you know, must have been eligible. And he, he was kind of a late declarer as well uh, for the NFL draft. So I'm excited that he was in one of my stock up reports late in the season um, and, you know, had had a really good year. So uh, I'm interested to see if he turns some heads. Um, some interesting players returning 
punts and kicks for that team. Uh, Romeo Dubs, who I'm not sure how much he did that at Nevada, but Khalil Shakir, Bo Melton, Braylon Sanders, Rashad White all uh, took some turns uh, returning kicks there today. And you'll be happy to know that uh, Penn State punter Jordan Stout bombing the football today. Just what? hit – he had a couple 65 yards in the air, 170 yards in the air, just ball exploding off his foot. It sounded like the punting was on fire. Uh, on the other side, uh, Jake Camarda ha- apparently had a couple big punts as well. So I, I tweeted, I think this, this might be the best punting class we've seen. Your boy Matt Ariza, still the number one punter. It looks like both these guys might be legitimate early day three picks. Jordan Stout uh, from Penn State and Jake Camarda from Georgia. Yeah, certainly appears that this is the year to need a punter if you need one. Uh, spend one of those late-round draft picks and get your guy that you want. Uh, maybe do it in the fifth round. That's worked out for certain teams. I bet someone someone's going to trade up for a punter and people are going to lose their minds. It's going to happen this year. <laughs> I would not lose. be surprised. Yep. Um. I made note of Cole Turner today because since we didn't get to see the weigh-in, you know, like like as we've done in years past, it's not something you really noticed. And you don't really notice it on film, but he's listed at 6'6", 246. But he's got some tiny trunks there on the legs, and uh, his leg's kind of small. Um, I mean, it didn't really seem to affect his game at Nevada and what he does well, but it's just something I noticed. Maybe it's nothing to it, but just an observation. Cool. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, it's it's nice to see the guys. I used to like when we could be at the weigh-in, too, when you could see them. I, I mean, I know it sounds crude, but literally see them in their underwear. So you could just see their 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 body shape and see, you know, are they kind of rocked up and strong? Do they have, like you said, smaller legs, arms, uh, certain things? Like NFL teams look at that, right, at the combine. I mean, they, they are looking at these guys and, and at the senior bowl as well, like looking at those things. So it is worth – making notes of, um, uh, you know, I know Scott always got a lot of crap from us on the forum uh, back in the day when he would talk about guys' bubble butts and, you know, all these different types of things. But it's, it's important to take note of. Shane, you will be happy to know that I think one of the best route runners out there, and, and that might have been a question of his coming in. We knew he had pure speed, but could he separate? Could he run the routes? Could he get away from the corners? If day one is any indication, Christian Watson uh, answered that question today. Uh, poor Gregory Jr. I know another guy you like out of Wachita Baptist. Uh, not so good. Uh, he 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 drew the uh, he drew the short end on covering Christian Watson on multiple reps during the one on ones, and it didn't go well for the uh, for Mister Jr. And I think it's tough a lot of times for those smaller school players day one. Like, you know, that, that the speed of this is you're, play, you're playing against SEC guys, or in Watson's case, the best receiver in, uh, you know, in FCS. Um, that could be tough. And so I'll be interested to hear from you if, if Gregory Jr. improves, like is day two, day three much better, then it's like, okay, he belongs, right? We've seen that from some – First round picks uh, tackle at, at defensive line, but yeah, I'm excited. North Dakota State wide receiver Christian Watson weighed in great, six uh, four, um, and you know I'm, I'm excited that he had a, a good first practice there. Another guy who maybe you had some separation questions about uh, was Cincinnati receiver Alec Pierce. 
And I thought he also showed off some uh, good good separation skills in the one on ones there, able to get open a few, excuse me, a few different times uh, in those drills. Yeah, I mean that's exciting. He he was a guy I was worried about uh, after the weigh-in, you know how he'd look. So um, that's that's awesome. One of I think he was one of the you know one of the faster guys down there too. Uh, they were tweeting out miles per hour. Uh, Watson was was up there, and uh, I was thinking receivers, running backs, Pierce, Rashad White, etc. So I have that tweet uh, saved here, and I'll pull that up now that you've mentioned it. Um, he was not in the top five today. The fastest guy on the field today per the uh, GPS tracking uh, was Fayetteville State corner Joshua Williams, who I thought had a solid day. Uh, I'll get to him in just a second. But 21.75 mile per hour, they got him. Uh, Romeo Dubs, and I'll, there was a route here that and I'm guessing it was this one uh, that he had. Uh, where he he topped 21.25 mile an hour. Rashad White, over 21 mile an hour. Uh, Braylon Sanders, uh, I was just getting ready to say, and I bet you it was on this route that I saw where he beat, sorry, Gregory Jr. I, can't, I hate to keep picking on the poor guy, but Sanders beat him on a go route, and I'm assuming that that was this one where he topped. He had 20.84 mile an hour, and Christian Watson uh topped out at 20.71 mile an hour. So those are your top five uh, during the national practice. I haven't seen the uh, – they haven't – yet. we haven't seen anything from Zebra from the American team practice yet that I know of. But that was the uh, that was the ones from the national practice. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty cool to see. And honestly, a lot of times that, that can be better than a 40 time. Like on the field, I know they're not in pads today – but, you know, a full completely, but uh, it can be very helpful to know in this kind of practice situation, who's, who's that fast uh, and compare that to the, you know, combine and measurements, that kind of thing. Well, they were talking about that with Cooper cup the other day where at the senior bowl, he was one of the faster guys on the field, but only ran in the four, six at the combine. So, you know, maybe the four six falls drops him to the third round, but you see now he's one of the best receivers in the NFL. That team's maybe going to the uh, to the GPS tracking more than the forty yard dash as a measurement of speed on these wide receivers. Um, Kobe Bryant, the corner, not the the late basketball player, but Kobe Bryant, the corner from Cincinnati, who he had to be on his A game every week because he was getting the lion's share of the targets because teams weren't throwing at Sauce Gardner. They were throwing at Kobe Bryant, and he held his own, and he did that again today. Um, there was one rep where Braylon Sanders was just trying to dance and juke around, and the quarterback would have got killed by the time Braylon Sanders got through doing the thriller dance there that he was trying to do to get separation. But Kobe Bryant was having none of it and shut shut him down. I thought he had a, uh, he had a good day. And I was speaking about Joshua Williams. For the most part, I thought he was solid as far as the D, he was of the D two corners. There, he was much much better than Gregory Junior. Uh, was Joshua Williams from Fayetteville State? Uh, but he did get beat deep on a uh, pass to Romeo Dubs. That that the one where Dubs had the the high mile per hour rating. But and Carson Strong put the ball right on the money. But as I noted to uh, our buddy Pigskin Paul, who was sitting there with me, he should. 
they've done that probably a thousand <laughs> times in practice. Yeah, right. It's always nice when you get the teammates there, the quarterback, receiver, like you have a guy you're comfortable with and know really well. Uh, but that's good news on Joshua Williams too, because I would have expected a rougher day from him as well. So um, he's definitely a guy, you know, I would have to go back and watch after this week and, and see how he, he continues to develop. Yeah, he's listed at uh, weighed in at six two and a half, uh, one hundred ninety three pounds, but uh, thirty two and a quarter inch arms, and he showed that length and used the physicality today in those one on one drills. Uh, he had he got the advantage on those guys a good bit. Um, Trevor Penning, yeah, advertised, legit. nice, legit. He's there. Uh, they even had him taking some reps at right guard today. Um, I don't think that's – I think it's just, you know, go do what you can do, see what you can do. Uh, he was mostly at uh, mostly at left tackle uh, from what I saw. There was uh, one rep against Perry and Winfrey, I think a guy that we're pretty high on, and he just buried him. And it was, it was like nothing. Like he wasn't even there. Um, he had another – they were doing some reps later. wasn't necessarily one on ones. I'm not even sure. I'm not really sure what the drill was, but they they it looked like one on one drills. But uh, they were lined up. Kyron Johnson, uh, the linebacker from Kansas, who weighed in at a robust six foot, two hundred thirty pounds. Not sure why they had him running edge drills, but uh, Trevor Penning did not look amused and basically just. <laughs> It ended exactly how you would expect it to end. I mean, look, this this was a question of when you have a guy from Northern Iowa, even if he was one of the best players in in all of FCS, uh, I think him and Watson both, I, is he going to translate immediately? Yeah, a lot. Of, once again, a lot of times it takes it takes a day, half a day. The fact that he came in and just was lighting guys up, lighting up Perry and Winfrey, who's who could be a top fifty pick. I mean, I mean that that says a lot to me, and I think it really cements Penning in that top half of the first round. Uh, I didn't watch a whole lot of the the to see the one on ones between the offensive line and defensive line because, like I said, they weren't in full pads today, so I didn't really. Uh, if we get to watch practice tomorrow, you know. Um, that's that's where I, I plan on my concentration being is on those guys. But uh, what little bit I saw of Bernhard Raymond, the uh, offensive tackle from Central Michigan, and Matt Matt Willetsko from North Dakota, they also looked like they belonged out there today. Uh, Raymond, of course, the converted tight end, and Willetsko, you know, the FCS prospect uh, who who measured in looking just six almost uh he's a eighth of an inch short of six eight three ten 35 inch arms 80 almost an 86 inch wingspan from matt well let's go this guy uh you looking for your day three project developmental offensive tackle that's a guy i want to try I, I dig it. I dig it. Uh, I think it's going to be a fun for you to watch tomorrow, hopefully, and see them uh, up against. So there's some good, some good edge rushers, and you know uh, that, that you pointed out, Dominique Robinson and, and Bo Maffe. So it should be a Logan Hall. It should be a fun week in the pit. Yeah, during the uh, the full team drills, there Kenny Pickett just kind of looked indecisive, didn't get the ball out. He would have been sacked 
on three straight plays, once by Mafe, two straight plays by Dominic Robinson. Um, yeah. And as usual, you know, we see a lot of these guys, these quarterbacks, never play under center in college. And so you, that's always fun to watch is who, who has the snap issues under center. And Desmond Ritter was the, uh, was the victim today. It uh, caught up to him a couple of times. Uh, trying to take snaps from center. So would you would you kind of rate the quarterbacks of the national team today? Um, how they played? Would it go strong? Pickett, Ritter. That sounds that sounds fair to me. I, I think Strong showed. I think he definitely, without a doubt, has the biggest arm of the three on the national team. I think we knew that. Um, but I also think he was the most consistent of the three today as well. Uh, but of the two squads, this was the more inconsistent of the of the two groups of quarterbacks. I'll say I'll say that. Cool. So uh, the American team uh, they got started, like I said, about two o'clock, and um, the first twenty five minutes of this practice, nobody was even wearing a helmet. This was like. Odd. Now, once it got going, I think the pace of the the Lions' practice was better than the uh, the Jets' practice earlier. But it took a while to get going. I'm not. Ta- I'm not even talking about stretching. I mean, these guys were doing walkthroughs without helmets out there for like the first five or ten minutes of practice. It was weird. And somehow, in this walkthrough drills they were doing, San Diego State edge rusher Cameron Thomas gets hurt. I don't know how or what, what hurt, but he goes to the locker room off with the trainer and he was out for most of practice. Eventually came back with just his Jersey on, you know, no pads, which as we spoke earlier with got probably not a good sign. Don't know if he wrenched his back maybe or something doing. I have no idea, but that that's it, disappointing you know, because he was one of the players that a lot of people were looking forward to seeing, trying to see how, you know, he was one of the most productive pass rushers in the Mountain West Conference, out of the Mountain West Conference this year. So we wanted to see how he would he would do against some of these bigger SEC offensive linemen. And now we're probably not going to get to see that. Yeah, I mean, it's always tough. But you got to protect yourself, too, if you're not feeling 100% like, don't don't go out there. Don't, no, don't make no, it worse. No, I 100% agree. I'm all about, you know, it sucks for us, you know, not yeah. getting to see what these guys can do. But, um, you know, yeah, protect yourself. Uh, I thought it was interesting, Shane, that uh, during one of the portions, the linebacker coach for the Lions was working out uh, Amari Barno, Kingsley Enigbare, Jermaine Johnson, and D'Angelo Malone at linebacker. All, the, all those guys, all those guys can play linebacker in the NFL, three, four outside backer. You know, that's awesome. Um, yeah, so, um, I think D'Angelo Malone, I think he's, I think he's going to be a linebacker, uh, at the next level, just based on his size. I don't, I don't think he's ever going to be a hand down, uh, pass rusher in the NFL like he was at Western Kentucky. Um, not as many people returning kicks, um, for the American team, uh, Valus Jones, obviously, was one of them. Uh, Dontario Drummond uh, and Calvin Austin, the uh, diminutive wide receiver 
from uh, Memphis had one of the smaller weigh-ins of the day yesterday. Where, where is it? Where is he? Just just go to the smallest height there, 5'7 uh, yeah. and 3 eighths and 173 pounds. Yeah, very small. But anyway, I tweeted out earlier, and I, I don't know how familiar you are with wrestling there, Shane, but I, I said basically if Ray Mysterio was a football player, he would be uh, Calvin Austin, very, very small guy. Uh, I have sad news to report on one of your favorite tight end prospects, Grant <laughs> Calcaterra. I mean – I say sad news, but I, I watched a good bit of the uh, running back tight end pass pro drills, and Grant Calcaterra looked exactly like you would expect a tight end who has never really had to block trying to block. It, it was n- not safe for work, Shane. That's basically what <laughs> like, it was. Like that, yeah, that, that he he's never been a blocker, so that's that's not what anyone will draft him to do. Uh, ultimately, just. Throw him out that slot there. I'm, I'm excited to see him catch passes later in the week, too. Yeah. And he did a good job uh, when he was running routes. I mean, that's what he is. He's a yeah. move tight end. He's a H back. He, he's never going to be an inline blocker. Uh, does that hurt his value Does or where he's going to be drafted? Probably. I mean, it probably puts him in the early day three area. Um, but it's, yeah. He's not there. I'll tell you who was uh, hammering him down in those pass pro drills, and that was Florida running back Damian Pierce. That guy, and he looks stout. Yeah, uh, I mean, two, 220 pounds and he's five, only five, 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 nine. five Yeah, Yeah, 5'9", 220 pounds. He looks every bit of that squatty, stocky running back that every team needs to have at least one of. And I, I think he's – he showed well today that he can be that, uh, that he can be counted on, uh, in pass protection. And he had some good runs too. in some of the, uh, nine on seven drills and stuff that I saw, um, Jojo Doman tried him in one of them drills and it didn't, didn't go well for the, for the former corn Husker there. Uh, and for a guy who I don't think was, we considered blocking to be his primary, uh, top of his skill set, Isaiah Likely thought he did a good job uh, in those drills as well. No, I mean it's good. I like Pierce a lot. I think this is going to be a big, big week for him. But uh, how, how did how, how did the receivers go? Some of the DB receiver one on ones. Um, I thought it went fairly well for a few, especially Danny Gray, uh, yeah. SMU. I he he stuck out. Uh, to me, he's he 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 come off faster uh, than he really looks on the tape out there on the field today. Um, you know, in some of his routes, he beat um, who did he beat? He beat Tyson uh, Anderson, the safety from Toledo. Beat him deep on a route, which was one of the better throws of the day from any quarterback uh, by Malik Willis on a deep ball down there. And I'll I'll get to Malik Willis in a, in a minute because. Yeah, there's but, a lot to talk um, about there. Yeah, lot, lot, lot to unpack with Malik Willis. Uh, Jalen Talbert, um, he he was okay um, for the most part. Had some drop drops was an issue. Uh, drops were an issue for the American team. Uh, several receivers, Velas Jones, uh, Jalen Talbert, um, and a few others. Um, I can't remember off the top of my head, but uh, there was some several passes dropped. 
by them. It wasn't quite to the epidemic level of Kadarius Tony in the first couple of practices last year, but uh, where it seemed like every other pass he dropped in practice. Uh, Roger McCreary, uh, we talked about him off air uh, yesterday. Uh, if anybody lost the weigh-in yesterday, it was it was McCreary who uh, measured in sub six foot, uh, short, only 29-inch arms or a little over 29-inch arms. And um, yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, that's I think I think I may put some more in the slot corner category ultimately. Yeah, which ultimately almost takes him out of the first round. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll see. Um, I lost my train of thought here with McCreary. I, I had a note on McCreary, but yeah, he was yeah, yeah. uh, but he uh, his cover skills are there. He easily ran down the field with Jalen Talbert on a go route. And I think we, we both think Jalen Talbert's got some speed. Uh, he, he basically ran a route of Trey Turner's for him on, on one of the routes. He was right in his pocket. Uh, and, and McCurry may be, he could end up being one of the better nickels right out of the gate. You know, if that's, if that's what he ends up being, I, I think he has those, co- those man cover skills to line up in the nickel and, and cover these guys. Um, his speed, I don't, I don't know what his speed's going to be, but I, I think, you know, as far as the size goes, that's definitely where he's going to end up. But I thought he did a great job uh, in coverage today. Now, I mean, that's good to hear. I think he's going to be one of those harder guys to figure out where he's going to go in the draft, somewhere in day two probably at this point, but because uh, the tape is is great. Uh, let, let's let's get to these quarterbacks. That's, that's always the talk. Uh, what Malik Willis, um, you know, if you, you were following on Twitter, he either looked like the, the greatest quarterback uh, to ever play at the Senior Bowl or the worst. What, what, what was the deal? I think Joe Marino, and I put it in the column, I think Joe Marino, the draft network, said it best in a tweet he had after practice. He said, the best way I can sum up Malik Willis's performance today was that he had the five best throws of the day of any quarterback. He had the five worst throws of any quarterback of the day. And if you've watched Malik Willis on tape, that's who he is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he is yeah. his talent. The the highs are high, but the lows are low. And there is no middle ground with Malik Willis. It, it's just not. If that's if that's what you want in a quarterback, you want consistency issues, or you want consistency for a quarterback. I don't think Malik Willis is your guy. If you want to hit a home run. Or he, he's basically home run hitters in baseball now. It's either a home run or a strikeout, and that's kind of where Malik Willis is. Well, I, I think I think if you're an NFL team too, you feel like okay, can I take the great things and uh, project them? I think you know Josh Allen had a lot of the same issues, right? Had some like amazing throws, had some really bad ones, and the Bills took away the, the bad stuff. And now you know you have that Malik Willis has a kind of upside. So I want to see if he develops with that NFL coaching the next two days, does he get better? Um, do you think he was the best quarterback on the American team? Uh, did anyone else, you know, kind of match up? How did how, you see the rest of these guys? I will be honest. I thought Sam Howell was the best quarterback uh, on this team. And he might've been the best of the, if I was ready going one to six, I might've put, I might put Howell at one of all six quarterbacks today. I thought, just across the board, he made good throws. He made consistent. His accuracy was consistent. 
he, along with some of the other quarterbacks, like early in practice, they had some issues sailing the football a little bit, throwing high, but that settled down the rest of practice. And I thought Hal was consistently the most accurate of the uh, three quarterbacks on the American team um, the entire way. Uh, Bailey Zappi also was consistent and accurate throwing the football, but you can see how he's limited with what he can do uh, with his arm. Uh, he does not have – he probably has the weakest arm of all six quarterbacks here. And I think we kind of figured that out uh, or knew that just based off the tape and everything coming in that he wasn't going to have the biggest arm. And there can be a team – Bailey Zappi can win games at the NFL level in the right system with the right – you know, with the right scheme. It's going to take – the perfect match. There's only a few teams probably that that can work out with, but Bailey Zappi, he was incredibly accurate today. Uh, not incredibly. I mean, he was accurate today and um, made enough plays for you to like, but like I said, the arm, there are arm limitations with him. And and that's, that's going to be that ceiling that you can't get past. Um, but it, it, it seems like the quarterback play, from some of the years that I went down there, <laughs> you know, the first day there's like one or two, usually guys that you can just kind of roll out. I'm like, I don't really want to watch those reps, but um, it's good to hear about how too, because I felt like he could have gotten lost in the shuffle. Um, and, but his arm from some of the highlights on Twitter, you know, videos people were posting. I mean, look, look strong. Yeah. He, he looks strong. His arm is good enough. Um, he's, he doesn't have the Josh Allen Malik Willis arm, but it's good enough. His, I mean, his his arms comparable to you know some of the other more successful quarterbacks in the NFL. So I mean, he'll he'll be fine there. Um, I haven't really seen enough of his uh, mobility at the practices yet. Uh, I think I think that might show up during the game. That might be something you know we're able to see during the game how he's able to move in the pocket, you know, with with the full rush on and everything else. Uh, to tell there, but I thought he had a great practice today. I wanted to get back to a couple of DBs I made note of, um, and then we'll finish up. But um, Tariq Woolen, UTSA, great measurable. Was it six four? Shane, I believe yeah. he, he came at six. Uh, oh, I'm on the wrong wrong side of the page. Yeah, he came at six three and three eighths and two hundred five pounds. Yes, 33, 33 and a half inch arms. Um, he was up and down today. There were some reps where you could see his length and uh, everything paying off, but I'm now questioning his long speed um, and whether that's going to be a factor uh, for him going forward. He uh, There was one play where – who was it? Where Bailey Zappi actually threw a perfect deep ball to him, and Vellis Jones had at least a full yard of separation on Woolen down the field and Zappy just put it right on, on Jones for, for a TD. So uh, that concerns me a little bit uh, with his speed. Uh, it does, does he have that long speed to, uh, to make it? Uh, I thought to me uh, of the best overall defensive back I saw today uh, on the American team was Mario Goodrich from Clemson. Not a name that gets talked about a whole lot. I think he's probably like cornerback 15 or 16 for me right now. But uh, if he puts together a week, a full week like he did today, he's he's moving up for me. 
That's interesting. I mean, he played on a really good Clemson defense. You know, obviously Andrew Booth gets gets a lot of the the accolades there. But um, yeah, I mean, I like to see it. I uh, I hope he keeps playing well. Uh, Wolwin, I, I guess workouts are going to be big for him then. If we get to see what that speed truly, truly is. Yeah, like like just based off that one rep. If you told me he would run four six one or something or four five eight four six one area, I I I believe it. Yeah, it might so, be might be an ideal cover too. You know, yeah, press corners so. with the length and everything. Right. Yeah, but uh, safety help on top type deal. So yeah, that uh that basically wraps up uh the, those two practices. Uh, good great day. It was great to be out there. Uh, weather wasn't too bad today, Shane. It was a little breezy. A little breezy out there. Always is. Always uh, is. And it always will be. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> probably temperate, probably in the upper 50s today. It wasn't too bad. Um, but the weather not looking so good uh uh for the next two days. Um the, the players will still get the work in. They'll uh they'll move over to the uh to the covered facility over next door to the stadium at the University of South Alabama, where I was at on Saturday for the HBCU combine. Uh but I don't know if they'll let us in to watch it. They did in 2019, um, but I don't know if they will this year, just based off the number of people that they have credentialed, if they'll just say no. Uh, COVID shouldn't be an issue here because every single person covering this, uh, if for, for anybody out there listening that doesn't know, uh, in order for you to get a credential picked up, for the senior bowl, you had to be fully vaccinated as well as show a negative COVID test 48 hours prior to you picking up. So no person wearing a senior bowl credential badge has COVID. So that shouldn't be an issue in letting us in. But like I said, just the sheer number of where to put everybody and safety purposes, because I almost got ran over by Adam Troutman uh, two years ago at that practice on a, on a uh, seam route down the middle there. I was standing in the end zone next to uh, a few others and he came right barreling at us. So that might be the, uh, the more pressing issue than, you know, the COVID part of it. Yeah. Maybe you should float out there that uh, anyone that came to the HBCU combine should get first dibs. I think so. I think so. <laughs> that, that should be uh you said a little bit. Should, should be a rule. We have a uh, couple of uh, questions in the comments section, uh, which I think I kind of answered this one already. Yeah, Malik, Malik Willis, said, yeah, how, yeah. how did Malik Willis do? I think we talked about that already. Uh, G10 uh, says, what did you guys think of Darian Kennard? Um, I guess I said earlier, I didn't watch a whole lot of the uh, one-on-ones with the offensive line and defensive line, but what I did see is I was getting ready to leave practices. Apparently, Deuce Staley – uh, who's acting head coach uh, for the uh, American team this week, uh, decided to take one offensive lineman and one defensive lineman and just let them go. Two out of Best two out of three for, for supremacy. And they chose Jermaine Johnson and uh, Darian Kennard. Ooh. And, well, we ended in a draw. Oh. Uh, yeah, Jermaine Johnson got him the first time. Kennard got him the second time. And they kind of stalemated on the uh, on the third rep. So, but yes, yeah, so that was that was the only real uh, 
showing I saw of Darian Kennard, but uh, he looked good there on a couple of those reps with uh, Jermaine Johnson, who by all and by all accounts of from what other people have told me and from what I saw of him today, uh, every looks every bit the part of what you think of he would be and possibly could end up in that late first round area. Yeah, and look, the weigh-in was great for him. 6'4 and three quarters, 324 pounds, the 83-inch wingspan, um, arms are 34 and five-eighths. I mean, you know, pretty rock-solid uh, measurables for him. So I'm interested to see how he does the rest of the week and hear from you and others uh, how it goes. So, man, um, great job. Great job today. Thanks for being down there. Uh, you're killing it. On Twitter, you know, check the website, everyone, and um, you know, follow definitely follow Brian Deep Fried Draft uh, and follow his Twitter account to get updates through the practices too. Yeah, and before we we go, I want to thank uh, our frequent uh, listener Dwayne Lavelle gave me this cool Alba Alba Middle School football uh, hat today. I saw him <laughs> at practice uh, for a few minutes. He stopped by and uh, gave me this this cool sweet this sweet hat of my uh, alma mater was, was where I went to high school, but uh, now it's just a middle school. They, they, the high school doesn't exist anymore, but still. It's where I graduated uh, high school from, so proud to rep the Sharks. Yeah, awesome. There. Sharks. Um, but, yeah, Shane, we're going to go uh, – we're doing a podcast every day this week. Uh, you won't be with me on Thursday. Correct. But uh, we'll, we'll do our normal podcast at 8 o'clock – uh, Central nine Eastern tomorrow, and then we'll have uh, we'll, we'll hopefully be re- hopefully we'll be talking about day two of practice, or uh, we're we're going to be talking about what the five people that they allow in from the NFL Network and everything's talking about day two of practice. Yep. Yeah, we'll, and, we'll uh, go through it tomorrow and uh, cut it up. So you'll you'll yeah. find your way in there. You're you're sneaky. <laughs> we we'll definitely try. Um, so yeah, that's gonna we're gonna cut this one off now. Uh, this will be up on Spotify and Apple a little bit later, and on Podbean. If you wherever you listen to your podcast, uh, give us a five star rating and uh, write a review so other people can hear the podcast. If you're following us on YouTube, uh, subscribe to the channel and hit that notification bell. So when we go, and we're gonna be going live at odd times uh, the rest of the week, other than tomorrow. So uh, you'll be, you'll want to uh, hit that notification bell so you get notified when we go live here on YouTube. Uh, for Shane P. Howell, follow him on Twitter at Shane P. Howell. I'm, I'm Brian Bosarge for follow me on Twitter at DFRIDRAFT. Follow Draft Countdown on Twitter at Draft Countdown. Go to DraftCountdown.com right now and read my recap of today's uh, Senior Bowl practice. Until tomorrow, see you.